1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because They are spiritually appraised or judged. But he is spiritual, appraises or judges all things. Yet he himself is appraised or judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This morning's message is called The Mind of Christ. And that's where it's tempting to switch off another message on the human mind, another message on thoughts. Let me encourage you not to switch off. Yes, we've heard many messages about the mind over the years, but this morning the emphasis is somewhat different. We are called to live in the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. I believe the mind of Christ can be located in a human spirit and the mind of Christ in a human spirit actually transforms our natural mind, our soulish mind, that we may know what the perfect will of God is, the good, pleasing and acceptable will of God. The emphasis is this, living in a healed perspective of the past, living in a healed perspective of the past. Because we have the mind of Christ, well, it's tempting to think of that as a religious mindset or a scriptural mindset or an academic mindset where we have knowledge of God. That's in the equation. But the mind of Christ means we live in the mind of the anointed one and his anointing. The mind of Christ always reflects the livingness of Christ. Christ Jesus is alive within our lives. He is alive and is the center of who we are as human beings. It means the mind of Christ brings forth all of the living qualities of Christ Jesus. Living in a healed perspective of the past is so vital in our journey as believers. The enemy uses the past to destroy the future of a believer. I'm aware of a course called Celebrate Recovery coming out of 
Rick Warren's ministry in Willow Creek. I've read many testimonies of people who have gone through the Celebrate Recovery program. Men and women that have been in slavery to addictions or or trauma or events in their past that have stopped them making any progress in God. In some cases, for decades. However, within a short time of going into the Celebrate Recovery program with its Christ-centered emphasis, men and women are receiving great deliverance and healing and taking massive steps forward in being delivered from the chains of the past. Here is a very interesting footnote. And this takes place in a believer's life. Divine calling activates immediately. People that, even congregations, would have looked on and said they've been that way for years. We've tried to help them. But they keep getting bound up in that event that took place 20 years ago. Or they're still in slavery to multiple addictions. And we've tried, we've prayed, nothing's happened. Sometimes we can look at someone in the flesh and think there's really no hope for them. But this is a program that is training, equipping, and releasing the saints. It's no mystery that when a person is set free from the past, divine calling activates. We began the message today in a very powerful word of affirmation. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit too is from God. We're beginning at a place of affirmation. God is a wonderful father. He knows how to get the attention of his children by bringing forth a word of affirmation. We don't have the spirit of the world. Much of St. Paul awakening this morning to very real life problems only have access to the spirit of the world to deal with their issues. It means they're operating within boundaries of limitation. You and I don't have the spirit of the world. We don't. It doesn't matter if we're saved one month, ten years, a hundred years. It's no difference whether we've had the most holy and sanctified week of a Christian life or the most abysmal performance week of our Christian life. We have the Spirit who is from God. He is here in our hearts. We have the Spirit of God. And in the Spirit of God, there is no limitation. The day will come when the Spirit of the living God will take us on the most fantastic voyage of our lives from earth to heaven. As far as I know, it's very quick and we all go at business class level. It's fast. The same Spirit that will take us on that journey is with us as we journey throughout the earth, a journey without limitations. When we deal with the past, we live in the reality 
of a journey without limitations. The mind of Christ is not an ethereal subject. It's a very practical process that I recognize in the Word of God and also in human development. The mind of Christ is imparted to our human spirit systematically, organically, and with great and dramatic revelatory impact. In other words, it's not a mission statement. It's about living in spiritual reality. We have the Spirit who is from God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. We zero in on the word know and freely. The Spirit of the living God wants to bring us to a place of knowing. That's a revelator. Anything outside of that is wishful thinking with a Christian accent. Knowing means when Jesus says, get out of the boat and walk in the water, we can look forward to the soles of our feet being wet, but our neck being dry. Knowing that the Spirit of the living God is saying to you and I, this is what God has given to you, and now go and live in it. When God gives, He gives freely. This is a normal function of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When God gives, He gives freely. The religious spirit is the most stingy spirit in the world. I've never met a spirit so hateful and spiteful as a religious spirit. Give me the secular spirit anytime. It's more honest, transparent, and easy to monitor. A religious spirit's devious, twisted, stingy, will not give you daylight in a dark corner. I've heard men preach way back in the days when I was a missionary and a guest speaker all of the time in Glasgow's mission halls. 19th century buildings that really had little to no bearing in modern contemporary church life. Some of the older men that would turn up in those churches and preach ministered out of a religious spirit. It did to Christianity what Sweeney Todd did to hairdressing. Not a positive demonstration of the Word of God. It made the Lord sound that He just might save you if in the day you die He's in a good mood. But even then, only in an exceptionally good mood. So stingy. God freely, freely gives. Freely gives. When this anointing came on my life 14 years ago, I remember thinking God will open up Scotland and I thought to myself, maybe a few churches in England. The Lord was smiling at me as I was operating in the context of a rather thick Scottish skull. The Lord had nations and continents on hold, designated in heaven places for Alan Ross to go. Here is me thinking, wow, Scotland and a little bit of England, that will do the big guy. 
The Lord freely gives, freely gives the construction of the mind of Christ in a human spirit reflects the generosity of God, the non-condemnatory nature of God, and the absolute liberation of God. We see how this works out in 1 Corinthians 2.13. It's all about words taught by the Spirit. We need to have a biblical view of the Holy Spirit We need to recognize he is almighty God, but functions in our human spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit takes place in the context of a human spirit. Impacts a soul, impacts a body, and then moves outwards to reach people. The function of the Holy Spirit in the context of this Bible verse is to teach us spiritual thoughts and combine those spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. That the mind of Christ is something we live in here that has dramatic application out there. A thought becomes a word, becomes a habit, and then translates into character. There's nothing mystical about this, it's incredibly pragmatic. If I dare to give God another name, and I hope he's not listening to this message, it would be Jehovah Pragmatic. He's so practical when it comes to our lives. He doesn't give us a mystical faith, an ethereal faith. He gives us a faith that's totally applicable to planet Earth on a Monday morning. The pragmatics of God, thoughts, words, revelation, action, means that we have the mind of Christ in a number of areas of our lives. We have the mind of Christ historically on a contemporary basis and we can see aspects of our future through the mind of Christ. We think of words in an academic context And we know the place to file words away is in a dictionary. A dictionary is a reference point to words. Words we need to apply correctly and accurately. We have in the hard drive of a human spirit, the dictionary the Holy Spirit has taught and expounded within a human experience of the duration of a Christian life. It gives us real relationship with the living God. It's not for a, for the moment relationship only. It has a historical perspective. Many of us have been married lots of years. This year, my wife Margot and I celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. We have a historical perspective to our marriage as well as a contemporary perspective to our marriage. Lots of words over the years and defining words that reflect and sum up cycles of our marriage, experiences that we have gone through. This dictionary we live in as people of the Holy Spirit 
should reflect signs of words that have brought revelation, words that have brought God on the scene, words that have been pointers into a future. We can remember what God has done in our lives through the ongoing compilation of our own unique Holy Spirit-authored dictionary. It means absolutely everything to you and I. I can remember when God started to speak to me in August 1982. I don't want to labor this, but three words. Peace, purpose, God. Peace, purpose, God. If I were to expand on all that, it would take up ten very valuable minutes. Three words. Peace, purpose, God. That brought my thinking to a place of looking to God himself. I could add to that journey. Three simple words took me on the pathway to salvation. But since the day I came to know Jesus in July 1983, many more thoughts, many more words, a huge spiritual dictionary that I can apply to my life at any time and see the Lord do the same things in me now as he did when I first became aware of thoughts, words, revelation, action. This is the mind of Christ we're talking about. There are barriers to the mind of Christ developing in us. In 1 Corinthians 2.14, we read of the natural man not understanding or accepting the things of the Spirit of God. If the enemy can debilitate our lives enough that all we do is think like natural men and women, then we are void of the mind of Christ. We will use the same language as the people of the world around us. I hope this situation works out. I hope against hope. I'll give it my best shot. Nothing good really happens to me, but you never know. It's a tragedy to watch a believer descend into natural thinking. We've all been there at different points in the journey. The other barrier of, we read about in 1 Corinthians 2.15 is maturing to the place where we are no longer bound up by another's judgment of us. As we learn to grow spiritually, we judge all things and do not allow ourselves to be judged by another. To be judged by another, especially someone close to you, has a binding effect. The only way we can be freed up by the judgments of man, is to go before God and judge ourselves before Him. That we can live with a spiritual perspective of events rather than an other's natural and often heavily skewed and cynical interpretation of events. We now know how the Spirit of the living God brings us into the mind of Christ. I will close the message in five minutes, that's five Scottish minutes. But we will understand at a practical level how we can be freed up from the past. We all have our issues that go back the way. The older you get, there's a recognition of very dark and traumatic seasons in all of our pasts. There's a time, I believe, 
the Spirit of the living God within is moved by the Father and there's a communication between the Father, Son and Spirit that says now is the time to deal with that 12-month process that Alan went through four years ago. He's not doing well, but he's through the refining fire process. He has changed. He's broken, and he's holding firmly to the Word of God, but he's still quite damaged by that season. So let's move systematically and organically to deal with the issues. Here am I going about my journey in planet Earth, minding my own business, and it's like my life in the metaphor of a car driving along the highway but I'm looking out the windshield, can't see my future very clear at all and suddenly the rear view mirror just grows and expands till it covers the majority of the windshield of my life. As I look into this rear view mirror, I see the past. But instead of observing all the natural events and the historical emotional response to those times, the spiritual thoughts begin to come into my mind where I'm looking back the way that the thoughts of the Lord are coming into my consciousness, they're developing into words. And I'm looking back the way that the words are taking me to a place of heart application called wisdom, called understanding, where even destructive people are being defined by the spiritual thoughts and words that the Lord is bringing. And you can see without any emotion or pain that that particular individual was really damaged when he or she did all of that. Forgiveness brings healing. We all know that. But an impartation of the Lord's love for another that's actually hurt our lives, is wonderfully liberating, healing, but engages our spirit to apply mercy to one that was totally merciless in the way an attack was launched against our life. A dominant theme when we receive those spiritual thoughts and words is moving into a mercy motivation. In that there's healing. In that there's release. In that there's even a move towards the person in the spirit where you can echo the words of Jesus, Father, forgive them. They knew not what they were doing. People whose lives are out of control don't know what they're doing. People that exercise or try and exercise great control are often the people that are most out of control. We see that through the eyes of mercy. The thoughts become words, and then we're liberated. It can take place in a second. It can be the product of a number of months. See, we're on the Lord's timeline here. We can, of course, go one step forward, two steps back. How do we know when the Holy Spirit's taking us on that journey that we're getting somewhere? It's simple. It's been sweet reason 
is restored to our mind and heart that when we look back the way we live in a paradigm of sweet reason. We're reasonable people again. No longer reflecting on events through pain or trauma, but at a place of sweet reason. I referenced the large rearview mirror. There's a time the rearview mirror shrinks to its normal size and we begin to look out the windshield and see the future God has planned for us. Dealing with the past releases you and I into a present future paradigm. Living as prisoners of the past leads us to a past present far paradigm with very little future to observe. It's tempting to look at a message like this on the basis of it's all about me getting my happiness package together and living happily ever after. The truth is the mind of Christ is incredibly exportable. As we live in that revelation base, we are literally the solution to someone else's problem. The level the mind of Christ is developed within us determines the level of liberation we can bring to others. Here's a sobering thought to finish with. What the Lord is dealing with in our lives now may be in the future the solution to somebody who's been dealing with issues that have kept them in an emotional prison for 30 years. The Lord begins the work in us, but he always completes the work in other people. The mind of Christ, living in a healed perspective of the past. What a journey. What a wonderful journey. May the Lord bless you as you engage with the teacher, the spirit of the living God, this Christmas time. The same spirit of the living God that birthed Jesus and transferred Jesus from heaven into Mary's womb is the same Holy Spirit bringing spiritual thoughts and words to a place of corporate composition that we can live in the mind of Christ. Amen.